Before I get going and looking into the scripture reading from Exodus this morning, I want to tell you two short kind of stories, little stories a little bit more about Mother's Day. The first one starts out in an afternoon. When a man comes home from work, he's a little tired and he drives up and parks his car in the driveway. He notices that he's got his three kids there, age six, four and three, were out playing outside and they'd made a mud bath. And there are a couple of empty cereal boxes and lolly wrappers that are strewn all around the yard. The front door of the house was open and so was the door of his wife's car. He was thinking, oh, this is a little odd. Walking to the house, the man, found, the man found an even bigger mess. Lamps had been knocked over. The TV was running with cartoons playing. There was piles of sugar all over the lounge and on the floor. The family dog was running around in circles. Obviously, he'd been licking the sugar. There were dirty clothes scattered all over the living room. Kids' toys were everywhere. And in the kitchen, dishes were piled in the sink. There was an empty cordial container lying on the floor and the refrigerator door was left wide open. And it looked like the dog had probably snacked on about a dozen eggs. The man was actually getting quite worried by now. Something had happened to his wife. He quickly ran up the stairs, searching for stepping over more piles of things, clothes, toys, opening up each of the bedroom doors. And then finally he got to his bedroom door. He opened that up and he saw his wife, curled up in bed, still in her pyjamas, reading her favourite book. She looked up and smiled at him and said, how was your day? He looked at her totally confused and said, what in the heck happened here today? She smiled again and answered, well, you know when you come home every day and say, what have you done all day? Now you can see it. <laughs> see, that's nice. Sometimes it's you know, good to look at those things and to laugh and to see that, yeah, yeah, mums do a lot. But I think if we think about you know, mothers now, it's slightly different. There are less stay-at-home mums around and it probably look more like this, mum, or faithful mum, will be up before everybody else. Gets up and has a quiet time. Reads the scripture, prays for the day ahead, prays for the family that is growing up, prays for each and every one of the children And then when she's done that, she starts to get herself ready for work. Because not only do you have to be a mother to the children and care for that, you also need to earn enough money to live in our world. And so she readies herself for work, gets after that, then makes sure that people are starting to wake up, the kids to get off to their various things, whether it's work or whether it's school, making breakfast, organising the day, making sure things are done. Says goodbye to everybody and then heads off to work. Or maybe you've even decided that I need to work a little bit later so I can get the kids to school. 
after doing all those chores, spends the whole day at work, needing to not think about the family but think about the things in front of her, the tasks that are ahead with all their complexities and intricacies. And when she's finished that day, comes home, only to find that the day hasn't finished. The dinner is there to be made. Homework needs to be helped. Talking with the family, making sure clothes are clean, making sure notes are done if they're for school, things are paid, people are going off to their various bits and pieces that they need to do. And finally, after a cup of tea late at night, climbs back into bed to all start again. I think this is the experience that many mothers have. But what I want to say to you today is that I truly believe, truly believe with all my heart that mothers are one of the most important roles in all of the earth. Let me reread you that piece of scripture that we had from Exodus. Now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. And when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. And when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. And then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her female slave to get it. She opened it and saw the baby, and he was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby, nursed him, and when the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son, and she named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. One day after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were and watched them at their hard labour. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. See, it's interesting because if you look around within our country, around the world in fact, in the last couple of decades there's been a call for men to return to being fathers, real men. There's also have been a call for women, for mothers, to be really real mothers. When we read through the Bible, you can actually tell. You can actually tell that there is nothing more important to the future of the church than a mother's faith. There's nothing more important to the future of our country than godly parents doing what God has called them to do, to parent. And see, in our text, in our scripture reading from Exodus this morning, 
we see a slightly different model of motherhood. Motherhood in the time of adversity, when you need to be creative, when you need to do all that you can to look after your own children. So let me give you a bit of background so we can set up what this, this passage we've heard, what its meaning really is and what it was. See, the people of Israel, they'd been in Egypt for quite a while now and they had grown in number and grown in number and grown in number. And as they did this, the king of the land, Pharaoh, they beca he became nervous. Nervous because these people who had grown in number and number were starting to become powerful and they be might become too powerful. So he made sure that he put them under his rule and he enslaved them. He put them into slavery, made them work hard and still they had more babies. They grew stronger and they grew in number. So Pharaoh came up with an idea. He gave an order that every boy that was born to any of the Hebrews was to be thrown into the river Nile. And so when Moses was born, his mother hid him away for three months. Can you imagine doing that? Hiding your own child for three months? from the rest of the world, from, from people that would want to do harm to your own child. Just hear the tenacity, the determination of this mother. And then in verse 2 from our scripture this morning. We see that he was a fine child and had been hidden for three months. It's interesting to note that there's nothing in Scripture here about what Moses' dad was doing. But mum was making sure that Moses was being kept alive, being looked after. Matter of fact, there's no mention of Moses' father at all. And then in verse 3 we, we see, When she could hide her baby no longer, she made a little basket, floated it down the river. And you might be saying, why would you do such a thing? Why would you put your own child at such a risk? You've got to realise that she was a Hebrew. She had been taught from early on that God had saved Noah in an ark, that God acts and cares for the people. So she in itself also builds a small ark and then she entrusts God to save her son. Now it's also interesting to me that, that we don't even know Moses' mother name, mother's name here in the story as we we hear it in verse in chapter 2. But it is mentioned later on in chapter 6. And her name is Jochebed. And she's only mentioned by name twice 
in the entire Bible. And I think this is an interesting thing because there's a, there's a thing about society now and about motherhood. And if, if you ever noticed that, that within society now and young mums, there seems to be a preoccupation with making sure that you are known. What you do is put on Instagram or Facebook or tweeted about or any of those other social media platforms. And you also notice that if you stand in the queue at the checkouts, you'll see the celebrity mums and their photographs will be in the magazines. And if you ever watch daytime TV or entertainment TV or whatever, you'll notice that the face of the celebrities are plastered across there. And then often you'll find those celebrity parents, they'll be endorsing things, signing autographs. But see, the reality for just about every mother is that they will not have their own Nike, brand, Nike shoe brand named after them. They won't be signing their own name on autographs for everybody. That is not the reality for the majority of mothers. See, the funny thing is society has a way of elevating that which is not really that important and diminishing that which is the most important. Think about it for a moment. Which is more important in our society, teachers or movie stars? Teachers. Who gets paid the most? Movie stars. Who gets more publicity? Who gets more press? Who wonders what happens? Who is it that they go to to find opinions? Movie stars, not teachers. Teachers are the most important. What about a different track? Who's more important, the soldier or the professional athlete? Mm. It's amazing because we often think, yes, the soldier who sacrifices, who makes sure security is there, yet the same thing. The professional athlete gets everything, the accolades. Never let the lack of the celebrity status get in the way of what truly is important about being a mother and that you are the most important thing in the world today. Because you know what? What do mothers do? They truly and really shape the next generation. Mums, believe it or not, and I know sometimes it's hard to actually know this in the everyday grind of raising a family. Mums have more impact upon the kids and upon the world than anyone else. But notice something. Moses' mother, mother 
Jochebed builds an ark for her son, puts him in it, and then she entrusts God. That's something that we as parents need to do, and, and we're talking about mothers because it's Mother's Day today. What mothers need to do? There are going to be moments when your kids, your family, aren't going to listen to you, aren't going to do what you think is best. And that is the moment when you need to really place them in that ark and trust God is going to look after them. That you have been nurturing and caring for them, that you've been instilling in their lives, but you still need to trust God in their upbringing. Things will come and things will go out of control. You're going to try and do your best, all you can do. But sometimes things just don't go according to plan. And you need to ultimately trust, trust in God. I read a survey of mothers, and in this survey it said that, believe it or not, over 73% of all mothers actually felt completely and totally inadequate about being a mother. They felt ill-equipped, unable to cope. And if that's true for mothers, it's also been quite true for fathers as well. None of us have a perfect contingency plan for every single issue that comes up in the life of a family. Just when you think you, you do, then something comes along and bam, something serious happens. And we have to learn to be thankful in these situations because they force us to rely upon God. These situations drive us to our knees in prayer, to exactly where we need to be. So I want this story to actually encourage you this morning. You know, it doesn't matter what age, what age our kids are, where they're up to, where your family is, God is bigger than the issues that you are facing right now. See, Pharaoh's plan was to kill Moses, kill all of the children. But God had a bigger plan. Moses' mother, Jochebed, she had no way of knowing what God was going to do. She could plan, she could think about it, she could float it at the right time, but she ultimately had to entrust Moses' future and safety with her Lord. But she knew our God, she knew our, his words, and she trusted God completely. Pharaoh wanted to kill Moses, but what ends up happening? Pharaoh's daughter raises Moses, brings Moses' mother to care for her own child. We don't know how long this arrangement went on. We don't know how long Jochebed had with her own son Moses. But you know what? Verse 11 tells us something very important here. It tells us that when Moses was grown, and he'd grown up, he went out and looked upon his people. Let me turn to Acts here, and I'm going to put it up on the screen for you. 
And at that time, Moses was born and he was no ordinary child. For three months, he was cared for by his family. When he was placed outside, Pharaoh's daughter took him and brought him up as her own son. Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and action. When Moses was 40 years old, he decided to visit his own people, the Israelites. Can you hear that? Moses knew who he was, his own people. He was an Israelite. Now, he didn't get that in Pharaoh's household. How did he know who his own people were? From his mother. From his mother. His mother taught him who he was, who he was meant to be, taught him about faith in God, taught him to believe as she cared for him. Moses learnt. At age 40, he sides with his own people. In Hebrews 11, verse 24 and 25, it says then, By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. You know what? Faith comes by hearing. And how did Moses hear that he was one of the Hebrews? He got it through his mother. He heard about his own people, about God. And this is a lesson that we as all parents, as the church, as our society, we need to be able to make known. But as parents, none of us know how long we're going to be with our kids. For me, it only seems like yesterday that they were little, that you could pick them up. There's no way I'm going to pick Christopher up at the moment. He towers over me and I'm not short. You know, it's really hard. when your family starts to gain independence. That's the test of a parent. You know, we can't slow down time. We can't bring them back to where they were. We need to entrust that what has been instilled in them will be seen as valued. But notice the age that Moses stood up and was counted as one of his own. It wasn't when he was young. It was when he was 40. And he can thank his mother for that. Like I said, we don't know how long Exactly, Moses' mother had with the son. But she obviously used it very well, taught him right from wrong, taught him good from bad, 
taught him how to make decisions that would glorify God, would honour God. And that's what we need to do with our own very own little disciples, or not so little disciples, or older children, adult children. Teach them, not just by saying the words, but by living out a life, a life that is lived in the life light of faith. And this is our calling. This is our calling. It is our ministry. It is the greatest one in the world. So let us just pray together. Our Lord, today we pray with the rest of our country. We pray for our mothers. And we pray for all mothers to be. We pray for the new mothers, the holding a young life in their hands. We pray for the older mothers that have lost a child. We pray for mothers that are looking at their children and wondering where everything went wrong. We pray for the mothers who have outlived their own children and are saddened by their loss. And we pray for the mothers who day in, day out live the godly life display the light of faith in their lives and embody it in their children. We pray for all mothers in our church and in all of the world today. We ask this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.